Kristen Belville. I'm Noah Belville. And you're listening to Being the Belvilles, a podcast where we talk about faith, family, and fun with a side of gaming. Hey, this is going to be part two of what turned out to be a two-part episode because we like talking about it so much that it ran a little long. Uh, it's called Parenting Year One-ish. Yeah, so in part one, we just kind of talked about my pregnancy and what it was like going through that in Judah's birth with some various complications like fibroids and prodromal labor and just kind of ending with us having an unexpected C-section. And the recovery from that, um, Mm -hmm. so we wound up being in the hospital for a few days after Judah was born, and I was able to get up and move around pretty well, pretty quickly, I think, other than just lots of vomiting from Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Mm -hmm. anesthesia getting out of my system. And um, we had a really rough second night with Judah. It's like... He was like, why did you take me out of this warm, nice place and put me in this cold hospital? What are you people thinking? Yeah, the way we think of it is like, you know, the first night he's like, okay, this is new. All right, whatever. And then the second night he's like, you mean I'm not going to go back? (laughs) Yeah. So that's very traumatic for the little one. Yeah. So then we took him home. I think it was when he was three days old, I want to say. And we just kind of, you know dive head first into parenting and mm-hmm. just dealing with things like milk coming in and figuring out diaper sizes and mm-hmm. you know what diaper size does he wear to not have blowouts do we go down a size because he has skinny little legs do we go up a size because it's just shooting out all the time <laughs> and different things like that but there were a lot of things we really liked I think for me, something that was really sweet was just getting to see Noah as a dad and just how tender and sweet he was and always has been with Judah and the way he's tried to care for me and make sure I recovered well. I think that's been one of the highlights of parenthood so far. For me, a highlight is seeing you and Judah together. And I'll mention uh, the milk thing because you mentioned it. Um, and I know that is a struggle for some parents sometimes, uh, but early on your milk came in really well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was nice cause that was one thing we didn't have to worry about. And, um, Kristen got to breast breastfeed Judah a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really awesome for me because, you know, Kristen's really beautiful and so is Judah and I got to see them bonding in that really special way. Um, that, you know, I felt very privileged. Not every family gets to do that, you know, and and I definitely appreciated that. Yeah, and something really funny about the breastfeeding process, too, was early on, Judah did the funniest little thing. He would kind of, like, bob his head up and down and snort like a pig when he was trying to Mm -hmm. find the nipple and latch on. Yeah, he was kind of rooting around for it like a little piglet. Yeah, it was the cutest little thing. So I am fortunate enough to have a job where I was able to have the 12 weeks of paid maternity leave. So I got to have a little under three months at home with Judah before I had to go back to work. But Noah had to go back pretty quickly. Yeah, about a week and a half. Yeah. And since you went through it first, you had to deal with that 
mm-hmm. separation first. Yeah, it was, it's not that I wasn't happy with my job. Um, it's just that my heart was at home with you two. And we had bonded so much as a family of three during those first couple of weeks. It, you know, it felt like I was losing you guys every day that I had to leave in the morning for work. And then I would get to come home and be with you again. That would be great. But um, what I noticed over the months of working was just that, actually, you know what? I don't think I noticed it until summer vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a teacher, so I have summers off, which is great, Um, especially for being a family man. Yeah. But um, when summer vacation came around and I suddenly had all this time to spend with my family that I hadn't had for a while, I realized that I lost a lot of the emotional connection that we had formed in those first couple of weeks. And um, of course, you know, as things grow more distant in our rear view, they become a little less impactful emotionally. But um, I I still think like just that closeness had been kind of damaged by the fact that I have to be away from you for several hours, five days a week. One of the things that I started doing, and I can't remember if you asked for it or not, was sending little updates throughout the day about Judah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't ask for it initially, but I, I wish very intentional to make very clear that to you that that helped me. Um, Kristen would send a little picture of Judah and a little quotation of something that something cute that she was kind of pretending Judah was saying. <laughs> um, like, hey, Papa, I can't wait to snuggle with you later and stuff like that. And little updates on what he was doing, which is, that was really amazing and really helpful in a difficult thing that I know most families go through. And for a lot of families, it's both parents now because both parents have to work. And I'm not saying that's bad. Um, necessarily but it's just it takes you away from your family and that's really hard that costs something very important and for me um like i said i had about three months of maternity leave but i started preparing to go back to work long before those 12 weeks so that looked like figuring out pumping because you know there are a lot of people who use formula or other things for various very valid reasons you know do what you need to do to get your baby fed and happy but because i was able to produce as much as i did and breastfeed as much as i did i really wanted to have enough breast milk stored up that a nanny which we wound up hiring could feed you to breast milk and he could be exclusively on breast milk for as long as possible. So, you know, I had to figure out like, what's the right size to use for my breast pump? What's the best setting? You know, what are the things I do to get the milk flowing? Like I wound up making an album in my phone called Pumping Help. Mm -hmm. That's just like cute little pictures and videos of Judah because that kind of helps the milk let down. So I had to figure that stuff out just throughout my whole pumping journey. And then, of course, we had to figure out, like, childcare. And Mm -hmm. I have been able to work from home a lot since going back. So we decided to go the route of having a part-time nanny. Mm -hmm. That way, I could still be at home with Judah while I was working. And I could focus on my work. But also, I could, like, pop out between meetings and get a little snuggle or nurse him a little bit. And 
That was great, especially like when he's been sick, just knowing that like there's antibodies in breast milk that can help with recovery. So like if I'm sick and he's sick, being able to breastfeed him a little bit more than usual during those times instead of him having to drink like frozen milk or something else. That was something that I just really appreciated being able to do, but I had to kind of, I don't know, like transition into being away from him for longer periods of time. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways that I did that was getting my hair done, I think before going back to work. So I have natural hair and it's, it's a lot. So when I go to the salon, it's like a good four plus hours, depending on what I'm having done. So that was a nice trial run of being away from Judah. I think we might have also had a date night or day date at some point during maternity leave too. And Noah's parents watch Judah, which is great because they actually watch him once a week now anyway, mm-hmm. when I go back to or now that I'm back to work. So we had a lot of those kind of like transitional moments, but it's still really hard. Like he's mm-hmm. almost 14 months old now. And every time I go to work and leave him with a nanny or drop him off with his grandparents, like it's still hard waving goodbye to him and giving him those kisses and not seeing him for several hours. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the nanny uh, because that reminded me of something else. Mm -hmm. That first week that I was back at work, um, the first two days, I think you got a little stressed, but you seemed to be holding it together. Yeah. And then I think it was that third day that I was back at work. um, You, I don't remember if you texted or called, probably both. Um in the like the middle of the day and it just seemed like you were about to lose it yeah you you were just like falling apart because judah was so fussy and and you were having to deal with figuring out how to take care of him alone Mm -hmm. um so uh i was really glad uh when the nanny started um because like there was there was like a week and a half in there where you were at home with Judah alone and it was very very difficult for you. Yeah. And I didn't like that, you know, cuz I know like I said my heart is at home with my family, right? And I know my family needs me at work more than they need me at home because my family needs the income that I produce, but um it's really hard when your love for someone causes you to have to be away from them, especially when they would benefit from you being there, just not as much as they would benefit from you being away, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes into another thing we wanted to talk about, which is, like, self-care and relationship care. So something that's pretty common with women after giving birth is the baby blues, which is like those first couple of weeks of getting used to being a parent, like that's overwhelming by itself. But on top of it, you have like the hormonal changes that happen and, you know, the physical recovery, which makes the emotional hormonal side of it even more difficult. And then some women also deal with postpartum depression and, I have a history of depression, like it's something I dealt with a lot when I was younger. And um, because of that, like we wanted to make sure that if I did slip into postpartum depression and not just the baby blues that I had the care that I needed. So 
you know, you guys will hear a bit about this in some other episodes too, but I have a therapist. So we actually like booked several appointments with her, I think before I gave birth. Um, or at the very least we had like the first couple of them booked or something like that. And then I also signed up for a new mom class through the church we were going to at the time. So Mm -hmm. that like I had people I could immediately spend time with and who could see me face to face and know how things are really going, especially since Noah had to go back so soon. Funny story about that new mom class. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell it, babe, since you were there? Yeah. So... My first time going was when Judah was about a week old and they asked me like our story because I started the class a little bit late because there wasn't going to be another one starting before paternity leave was over. So I was sharing my story, even though everyone had already done theirs. And um, right as I'm sharing this emotional story about pajama labor and having to have a C-section and having our miscarriage and Judah was in my lap. And there is just this sound, like this squelchy, gassy sound. And I looked down and he had a blowout that came out of his outfit and onto mine, my first time meeting my new mom group. And they were so kind and understanding about it. And the way they reacted just it made me very glad that I'd signed up for what that What did group. you say? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably just kind of in shock, like... Oh, <laughs> my name's Kristen, and oh, I just got pooped on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a really great group to have, and yeah, like relationship-wise, like on one hand, parenting is great because both of us just saw nude sides of each other. Mm-hmm. But that we loved very much. Yeah, but we also had to like take care of our relationship, mm-hmm. and Noah found a really cool way for us to do that. We downloaded this app called Paired. And they're not paying us to say this. Uh, (laughs) But if they'd like to, we would certainly appreciate that. (laughs) And uh, it's just a little, like, messenger for couples. But what it does is it asks you a a little question every day. And then it feels a little bit like the newlyweds game where, like, it says, what does your partner think about X, right? Right. And you can't see each other's answers until you answer yourselves, which is fun. Um, So we get to see what the other person is thinking. And a lot of the time, um, our answers align pretty closely. Yeah. um, Because we do actually communicate outside of apps quite a bit. (laughs) Um, And in apps, you know, texting, Facebook. Sending memes. Yeah. So... (laughs) There's sort of a ridiculous side of our relationship, which is Facebook and Instagram Messenger. Again, (laughs) not paying us to mention them. We just are. Kristen and I both enjoy silly, often stupid internet jokes, memes, reels, little short videos, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we send them to each other frequently. Um, and it's just this really silly little way of entertaining each other. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, one of the kind of ups and downs that comes with being a new parent is sleep and sleep was a struggle with Judah off and on. Um, Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't fall asleep unless I was breastfeeding him to sleep, which I very gladly did for a long time, but 
There were nights when he would just wake up and be up for hours and he wouldn't go back to sleep and he slept in our room with us until he was 11 months old. So sleep was a real struggle and honestly it made me a little crazy sometimes. He's never been what I think people would call a good sleeper. Yeah. Um, He's bad bad at going down for a nap most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And from reading... uh, what other people write about babies, which is something a lot of parents do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from reading stuff, uh, people were saying like, oh, your baby should be able to sleep through the night by the time he's six months old or like at eight months, he should be able to <laughs> go to sleep by himself, you know, um, like you should be able to leave the room and he falls asleep a lot. And we're like, nope. what a planet is <laughs> I don't understand how our baby can be so different from all of those expectations that people yeah. are setting. Yeah. And it was... I think it was particularly hard on me from a physical standpoint because Mm -hmm. the breastfeeding was so tied to it. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I went a little crazy some nights and it led to some conflict several times. And something Noah's been really great about is like, you know, offering the help and reminding me that like we are on the same team. Like even if we're not approaching his sleep the same way and, you know, even if, we try stuff and it doesn't work or whatever that like we're on the same team we love each other and we're like working on the same goal and something that's also been nice with the sleep thing is like seeing judah thrive in other ways outside of sleep kind of lets us know that like okay so he's not sleeping through the night so he's not getting 14 hours of sleep every single day like the apps in the books say but he's mm-hmm. doing great like he's smiling he's being silly he's really snuggly and yeah. healthy but it was still hard mm-hmm. <laughs> one struggle that i had with the whole sleep thing especially was knowing where to sort of compromise like offering help or authoritatively giving help Mm -hmm. Um, because Kristen is this very independent self-managed woman um, who if you get to know her she really doesn't like to impose her needs on anyone Um, and that's been an adjustment for us yeah (laughs) in the whole of our marriage is like trying to get Kristen to open up and depend on me Mm -hmm. a little more, which she's, she's adjusted, but it's still difficult. But there would be times when Kristen is up all night with Judah. Um, and it's been, you know, maybe four, maybe five hours. And I come in and I'm like, babe, let me just take him and you go sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. And you would kind of fight with me on it. And it would be like this battle where like, you know, you don't want to give up Judah because you think somewhere in your mind, you think that you should be able to handle this yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're also angry with me because you're struggling so hard with obviously, you know, a person who works full time and stays up all night with a baby. That's, that's unreasonable. You know, so you were struggling with that. Uh, and the fact that I wasn't rescuing you from that, but you were also like pushing me away from rescuing you. 
because you felt like you needed to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I struggled with that balance of like, okay, how much do I offer help and how much do I just give it, whether she wants it or not, you know? Yeah. I think I had in my head like, this time it'll work. This time I'll put him down and he'll stay asleep. Right. But, you know. And then like after it doesn't work for several hours in a row, it's like she comes after me like, I just did this for several hours. Where were you? You're sitting in here asleep. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I thought it would be better if one of us sleeps than if none of us sleeps, you know? I I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, that was a struggle. You know, I think whenever we have the next kid, like hopefully I will accept help more quickly. You know, and I think the stage we're at right now with Judah and sleep, he does sleep through the night a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. The struggle is just that he wakes Most up early some days, especially since we just had to change the clocks for daylight savings. Yeah. But now, like, I'll actually ask Noah to go in, like, hey, can you try to put him back down to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I hope I start at that place yeah. with our next kid instead of needing, like, 13 months to get there. I mean, the sleepless you know. nights and the, the crazy baby times, they're always going to be a struggle, mm-hmm. right? But hopefully next time we go in with more of a team mindset yeah. of like helping each other by depending on each other. Yeah. You know what I mean, babe? Yeah. Because you help me be a good husband to you when you depend on me. So that's like, it's part of being a team. Yeah, it reminds me of that verse from, um, oh, I think it's Ecclesiastes, where Solomon is talking like, two are better than one, mm-hmm. and I think he talks about like, keeping warm together, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously if we're trying to help Judah sleep and we're taking turns, we're not like, in the same room at the same time for a lot of that, but just like, the idea of like supporting each other with what you have to give, you know, is that's a big part of marriage and parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just like trying to maintain our identities outside of being parents has been important and just like figuring out how to do our hobbies, which, you know, is we've had varying levels of success with it. Like mm-hmm. for me, figuring out like how to do my writing while being a mom has been a little hard. But I finally was able to finish a book that I wrote before we were even married <laughs> um, over the past several months and get that released. And I, by the time this comes out, it should be for sale. Um, and then you with D&D, like figuring that out again. Yeah, that was a struggle. Yeah. We were actually in a transitional period with D&D. Um, and you guys might get to hear some of this. Yeah. But um, I had a game that I was playing in with a group of guys who I just met exclusively for the purpose of playing D&D. Um, and that was fun for a while, um, but that game kinda kind of ended, kind of fell apart, and I was actually sort of glad um, because I really wanted to start a campaign with my family. Um, so we're trying to get that going, and uh, we'll tell you more about it when it comes up. Uh, if it turns out to be something that's listenable (laughs) (laughs) I think it will be at some point 
Right now we're figuring out our characters. And D&D, by the way, is Dungeons and Dragons. We talk about it enough as a family that I think we rarely call it by the full name. But I'm just realizing there's people listening who their only exposure to Dungeons and Dragons is watching it in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So something that's been really nice about being parents is getting to know Judah. Because we started getting, I don't know, little wisps of his personality when I was pregnant. Just like his wiggliness and interactivity and then he came out and like he's so sweet like he smiled for the first time when he was about three weeks old like I was holding him and doing something like in the living room and I just looked down at some point and he was just smiling up at me and it was not one of those like oh it's a gas bubble smiles or a milk drunk smile it was like a genuine like hi mama nice to see you smile yeah, I still have that picture um, on my desktop uh, background slideshow at work. Yeah. Judah was, I mean, he seemed really wild while he was in the womb, right? Yes. He kicked, he punched, he just wiggled constantly. And he, when he was born, um, he was, tell me the percentiles, babe. 77th in okay. length and 45th in weight. Okay, yeah. So he was long and lean. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that, there were a couple of possible explanations. But one thing I thought was like, yeah, he got a workout like every day in the womb. He was just going crazy. Um, So he was building up muscle and burning off extra calories, you know. And he still is, he's still not built like... I'm used to babies being, because I'm used to babies being these squishy little pillow <laughs> creatures, and he is, it's he's like a little, we call him our little wombat, but he's, <laughs> like, he's like a little wolverine or, or a, something, you know, he's a little ball of muscle, um, which is crazy, because he's a baby. Uh, I, t- I didn't think a baby should be muscular, but he kind of is. And he's so wild. Yeah. He's, like, he he's always smacking us and climbing on us, things. Jumping up and, and down. Giggling at Doing things. his little booty dance. Yeah. <laughs> he does this little twerky dance <laughs> where he kind of bends over and pops his booty up and down. And I don't think we taught him that. No. He just figured it out. But it's super cute. Yeah. And he's very shouty. Yeah. Chatty. Early, early, early on, he would, um, I don't remember when this was exactly. You could probably estimate it pretty well, though. But, like, he would get right in my face, like, nose to nose, and just shout at me. And And bite your nose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. And he didn't have a lot of sounds that he could say at this point. Mm -hmm. So it was literally just... Ah, <laughs> you know, like right in my face. Yeah. For long periods of time, and I was like, "All right, I'm loving it." You know, my yeah. crazy little boy. Oh my goodness! And like, I remember I went to my office Christmas party when I was on maternity leave, mm-hmm. and I came home from that. And that night, he was just on my chest and just like babbling and gurgling for a while. Like, mm-hmm. he was having so much fun with it. Mm -hmm. And that's just been the case. But it's so interesting because when 
he's around other people, like especially if he's at your parents' house, mm-hmm. he is a lot quieter apparently. Mm-hmm. And like that's just so weird. But I guess when he's at home, he just feels like, oh, mama and papa are here. I'm just gonna chat it up and make all sorts of noise. And yeah. He's also very sweet. Like, yeah, he loves he's, snuggling. He's very affectionate. And even when he's slapping you in the face and <laughs> pounding his fists on your, directly on your eyeballs, <laughs> like, he's, he's doing it all, it seems, affectionately. Yeah. You know? Because he's snuggling and, and he's grabbing you and talking to you and very excitedly just, you know pounding on parts of you oh earlier today he was holding my phone and started pounding on my head with it (laughs) and i had to put my normally i just kind of take it and enjoy the interaction with my boy but i had to put my hand up because like i was like judah that really hurts like that's kind of that kind of seriously hurts that grown-up hurts you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah he is a wild little boy and just He's also, like I was saying, he's so sweet. Like, he's recently, no, it was just last week, he was doing his little snack time, and I was sitting down there with him while he was eating his snack, and he started taking his little cheese bunnies, and he started feeding them to me, mm-hmm. which is just the cutest little thing. And, and, like, he goes in for hugs when we pick him up mm-hmm. from his changing table. and Or when we pick him up in general. He just always wants to be close to us. Yeah. And then, like, once you hug him, he will climb up on you and start looking around the room and yelling at people. Yeah. But, like, he, he really wants to be physically close with us, which yeah. is really nice for it's, me. It's very sweet. And he loves our cat, Gracie. Mm-hmm. He sees her, and he just goes, ee, or ooh. And he's surprisingly gentle with her. Yeah. And it's still a little rough because he's a baby, and he doesn't know how to interact with animals Mm -hmm. but like he he does kind of this slap petting motion with her yeah which she seems to tolerate i think it annoys her a little bit but it's also kind of nice yeah 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 and he does that and he doesn't pull on her tail or her ears right he doesn't grab things he doesn't pull on things initially like the first time i let him touch gracie he grabbed a big handful of her butt (laughs) pulled on her and i was like no 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 we don't do that with the kitty like i don't want my boy to wind up with scars all over his face from the cat defending herself yeah that's probably one of the good things about gracie's personality too is she's really sweet and snuggly she's very snuggly very affectionate and very patient we're discovering yeah partially the patience i think is her being old now because she's like 14 14 years old now, yeah. She has your mom's birthday, which is funny. So, yeah, and then, you know, with us being Christians, we want to keep that up, obviously, and, like, keep having, like, spiritual lives as parents. And it's looked very different. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, when we first brought Judah home, just with those late-night breastfeedings, um, I remember using like the reading plans and the YouVersion Bible app because they have some that are specifically geared towards new moms, which is really nice because like, you know, at that point, Judah wasn't really paying attention to my phone. So I could just kind of put a pillow up between like 
his body and my phone so that the glare wouldn't bother him. And um, just read stuff from the Bible that was encouraging about being a new mom and the sleeplessness and the, the sacrifice. And yeah, and then going to church looks really different for us now too. Mm-hmm. For a long time, we just streamed church because it's very difficult to get out of the house and drive across town when you have a little tiny baby. Um, and it was actually during COVID, so a lot of people were streaming church at the time, so it was kind of nice. Also, our church was kind of far away. Yeah. And we changed churches recently, partly because of that. So at our new church, the family room is really nice um, because there's a lot of families in there with little kids, and they have a lot of toys and stuff to just keep the kids busy which is nice because Judah's not at the point yet where the sermon means anything to him obviously <laughs> um, so it's nice for him to have something to do there and we get to see lots of other babies with their parents doing church together yeah it's nice to just have like those little moments of solidarity mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to you know, Judah is an only child right now, and he doesn't get to play with other kids very often since we do have a nanny instead of putting him in daycare. So it's also a nice opportunity for him to socialize and to see what other kids are like, see what the bigger kids are doing, and to learn how to be gentle and like keep his distance from the littler babies. Because yeah. he's very sweet, but he's also... He's a baby. He's learning how to be gentle and the right way to handle different things. Um, And he has a wild personality, like we mentioned, which, like we said, he's very affectionate and very sweet, but he doesn't always know, I think, that he's hurting people with what he's doing. (laughs) So it's good that he gets to be around other babies in a controlled environment. And then even for us, like... Reading the Bible now, I still read virtually 90% of the time because it's just, I don't know why, it's just easier to do that on my phone. Mm -hmm. I guess partially because I can have Judah around me and not worry about him ripping my Bible to shreds. Mm -hmm. And then like we can both be on the same reading plan and leave notes for each other, which is really nice. Yeah. I know he does like pulling the pages out of books. He does. Learn that the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess we can just kind of wrap up with um, some things we're looking forward to as parents. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing how his personality keeps developing. And I hope and pray this happens, but like the aha moment when he understands the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because like, I tell it to him a lot, like especially when I'm like nursing him before putting him down to sleep and we read books to him that are about Jesus mm. and about God, but... Of course, um, at this point, he has very limited ability to understand anything we say. Yeah, but the moment when we realize he does is going to be really special. Yeah. What about you? So, the thing I've looked forward to the most since before he was born is when he gets old enough 
to play games with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we both really like to game, me a little bit more than Kristen. Mm-hmm. But um, we play video games, we play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we have a weekly meeting with a couple of my friends from before we got married. Actually, Kristen's friend, too. That's how we met. Yeah. Um, but we have a weekly meeting with a couple of guys, uh, and we either discuss a book that we're reading, um, so I call it our book club, or we often play a board game or some video game and just do, like, fun stuff, you know, mature stuff, stuff that's not appropriate for little tiny kids, right? We're not playing with blocks, but it's just fun stuff, and I can't wait until Judah can participate in that stuff with us. Yeah. I think that's going to be really amazing. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Like, even the little glimmers of his playfulness coming out now are really fun. Like, when he plays his little hide-and-seek game with me, or he'll throw a ball back and forth with us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that'll be really fun one day. And then just, like, in terms of hopes for Judah in general, aside from the obvious of hoping that he believes the gospel and, Mm -hmm. you know, is a faithful follower of Christ, um... I hope he finds something that he's passionate about that can help him be a light to other people. You know, whether it's music or art or, um, you know, even something like science-y, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. just him figuring out what his thing is. And that's going to be really special because for me, it's been writing. Like, I started writing almost as soon as I... (laughs) knew how to when I was a little kid and that's been kind of like the thread throughout my life you know going from writing like a little paragraph and calling it a story to like having written like I think it's like 12 or 13 books now that are published um you know that's been a really fun journey for me and just like the spiritual growth and intertwining that's happened with it so i'm excited for that to happen with him and see like how he applies his faith to whatever his passion is whether it becomes his job or it's just like a lifelong hobby yeah well i have his old career mapped out (laughs) Uh, and we're gonna start when he's about three yeah (laughs) um, I'm, i'm sure a lot of parents uh do that and it probably causes some conflict in the family later on probably just Uh, a little bit (laughs) yeah but uh you know my plan for judah right is that he learns math very early and then he could major in mathematics when he goes to college and then he could have a career in finance and then um he could become just a, an investor you know like Warren Buffett or something maybe not that successful but like <laughs> you know just do whatever he wants because um, you know he has the resources to make it happen um, anyway if he doesn't do that I'll still love him and be proud of him obviously <laughs> and of all the career paths in the world it's very unlikely that he'll actually wind up in the one I imagine yeah. The other career path, I imagine, is um, him being a professional gamer <laughs> and maybe having his own gaming podcast or, um, you know, being in entertainment in some way. Being an MMA fighter. <laughs> yeah, no. 
actually would rather he not do that. Yeah. Even though it's really cool um, because it's not super healthy for one's brain, um, which is, you know, some people are okay with, of course, because they do it. But my hopes for Judah uh, specifically require he have as much brain power as possible. Yeah. So then, like, on a more, like, emotional, aside from the career thing, like, what are your hopes for Judah? Oh, man. Um, I hope Judah's life is very much like mine in that he stays close with his family of origin and he has very strong relationships with us uh, for his whole life. I hope it's very different from mine in that um, I didn't meet Kristen until I was 30 and um, I struggled a lot emotionally and socially um, before then. And I just, I hope, and it's not something that's in our control or his control entirely, right? But um, I really hope he gets this whole relationship and family thing worked out a lot earlier than I did. Because it was hard to wait that long for you, babe. Yeah, same here. Because I was even older when we met. <laughs> that's true. You're still older now. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> no, I'm still working on it, babe. <laughs> so yeah, that's our episode today. Just kind of talking through what our first year has been like with Jude outside of the womb and some of the peaks and valleys and our hopes and things like that. And, you know, this is just our story as parents and we know that it's different for other people but mm-hmm. um we hope that you'll just take this as you know just us sharing our story and that you guys are encouraged by it even if it looks completely different for you even though we're making this one a two-parter i think the second part wound up being a little longer than planned which yeah, is i'm gonna have to cut a lot <laughs> but um i hope you guys enjoyed this we certainly did yeah. Hey guys, um, one thing you can do for us is subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to us. Um, and another thing is tell your friends if you think they might like it. Because uh, the way these things spread is usually by word of mouth. Yeah, and also leaving us a rating and review could help too. Because when people see that people like them have enjoyed a podcast, it's more likely that they'll be able to find it and listen to it too. So just do that like Noah said on whatever app you're listening on right now. And whatever you do this week, pray big, love hard, and have fun.